Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Aaron Summers. The Saints are back on the practice field today as they get ready for a Monday night football matchup against the 7-7 Miami Dolphins. That game will be in the Caesars Superdome and they're going for a blackout. So make sure you show up and you're all black. Players and defensive coordinator Dennis Allen will talk to the media today. Sound and transcripts will be available on NewOrleansSaints.com. The first injury report will come out Thursday afternoon. Earlier this morning, defensive end Cameron Jordan was named the NFC Defensive Player of the Week after a huge performance against Tampa Bay Sunday night. Jordan recorded five solo tackles, two tackles for loss, two sacks, and a forced fumble, which was recovered by teammate Marshawn Lattimore. With his second sack, Jordan surpassed the century mark for his career with 100-and-a-half sacks, joining former black and gold linebacker Ricky Jackson as the only players to have 100-plus sacks with the Saints. Great to see Jordan getting recognized this morning on Good Morning Football. The Pro Bowl announcement will be out tonight, so check back in to see which Saints players will be heading to Vegas in February. Now, for our guest today, former Saints wide receiver and current Saints analyst, Lance Moore. Lance, thank you so much for joining us on the New Orleans Saints podcast this morning. On Monday, we had a chance to talk to Scott Shanley, talked about the defensive performance that the Saints had against the Bucks. Now we're bringing in somebody from the offensive side of the ball. Thanks for joining us today. No, no problem. And um, the offense, we've definitely got a lot to talk about, <laughs> or I guess we don't have a lot to talk about, which uh, in turn could be problematic. It's definitely been... I guess a struggle would be a nice way to put it throughout this season. It's been up and down with the injuries, but kind of overall looking at it, what have you liked from the offense? And maybe it's just kind of the mentality that they've had to continue to fight. Well, yeah, I mean, that's to me, that's what it's been all season, at least since Jameis has been down is, is that they've continued to fight. And um, luckily for us, the last couple of games, they've fought well enough for us to find ways to win games which I think is going to be the case moving forward. Obviously, Taysom um, is, is best known for what he can do with his feet and his legs and being able to, to, to run the football effectively from the quarterback position. Uh, but when you're in there as a full-time guy, you've got to be able to throw the ball as well. And, and he's struggled you know, most of the season with that. I understand he's got a banged-up finger, but that finger is not going to just miraculously become healthy over the next couple of weeks. That's going to be something he's going to have to deal with and I don't know if it's something where Sean needs to um, try to get him some some early, easy type completions to get him going. I mean, I feel like last week in the, in the Bucks game, I mean, he he early in the game, it looked like he was throwing the ball well. It looked like he could handle being able to to hold on to the football the right way. And as this, as the game went along, it just kind of slipped away, I guess, from him. And and he didn't look quite the same, you know, later in the game that he did early. So. I don't know if it's a fatigue issue or something that's going on with his grip, but, um, you know, these last three weeks, we're going to have to be able to throw the football. We, we can't expect our defense to shut everybody out and win games nine to zero for the rest of the season. When the offense gets stagnant like that, and it seems like as the game went on, I mean, it was multiple three and outs back to back, especially the entire third quarter. What do you need to do to kind of stimulate something offensively? Well, I think you got to you got to stay on schedule. I mean, that that to me is is the most important part because and what do I mean? What, what do I mean by stay on schedule? Well, stay on schedule means you're staying ahead of the chains. You need 10 yards in three plays. So 
a three to four yard gain on first down is a good thing. We, we don't have to go out every single play thinking we need to get a first down on first, on second, on third. We just stay on schedule. A three yard run or a four yard pass is perfect for the offense to be able to call the next play to allow them to stay on schedule again and then hopefully get in situations where you're in third and shorts, you know, third and one to two to three yards. I mean, those are usually easier plays to convert as well as easier to play is that you have a, a bunch of options for plays to be called. Um, you know, if you're a team that doesn't throw the ball very well and you're in a bunch of third and longs, uh, then, then it's going to be tough sledding for you. And I feel like that's something that we've dealt with a lot this season is not getting a lot on first, not getting a lot on second. And then we're backed up third and longs, whether it be from not doing anything on the first and second down or, or penalties. I mean, a holding penalty, you're starting off first and 20. And usually that ends up being a third and long. So, and we aren't a very good third and long team. I mean, that's just, you know, being honest. Um, but it's something that can be addressed. It's something that, um, you know, you can game plan to, to be able to make sure that you stay on schedule, but the guys have to be able to go out and execute. How much is it that the fact that we've been dealing with so many injuries? I mean, obviously with some of the playmakers, you're out your top wide receivers, you know, Alvin Kamara missed several games, but then also the offensive line has been depleted for most of the season. Well, yeah. I mean, that's just the being that, you know, we've had to fill guys in pretty much the whole season at one point or another, at one position or another. I mean, I think other than Ruiz, I mean, I think every single offensive lineman has missed time this season and that's kind of unheard of. Um, you know, it's a, it's a patchwork group, but, but, you know, they found ways to, to, um, protect, they found ways to be able to, you know, work together. So we, you know, can be good at running the football. Um, but yeah, it's been tough. I mean, losing your quarterback, not having your top receiver the entire year, um, obviously missing Alvin for, you know, four plus weeks and, and all those offensive linemen that have been out and, and, you know, including two all pros. I mean, that's something that, isn't really talked about enough. I mean, you know, it, it, we're not just missing two starting offensive linemen, we're missing two all pro starting tackles. And that, that is a huge, huge deal. But the guys that stepped in last week, I mean, they did an incredible job against the Tampa Bay pass rush that I think is one of the best in the national football league. So, you know, next man up as cliche as it is, has been kind of the motto for this team this whole year um, because it's specifically on the offensive side of the ball, the guys that have had to play that, probably, you know, heading into the season weren't penciled in as starters or guys that would be playing a whole lot. So it's definitely commendable, but the job is to win games, not to just go out there. So, um, you know, we're seven and seven and, and now it's do whatever it takes to become eight and seven. I'm, I'm not thinking about playoffs. I'm not thinking about the last two games of the year against divisional opponents. It's about whatever it takes to beat the Miami Dolphins come Monday night. And I'm sure Sean, when he's back, will we'll be preaching that same message. Yeah, there's a lot of things I want to kind of follow up there. You as a former player, you took advantage of some opportunities that you had when people ahead of you were injured. Marcus Colston stepped in, you know, Reggie Bush, you stepped in both of those years. When you have those opportunities, how are you able to attack it and kind of not be overwhelmed by the situation? Well, I mean, look, a lot of guys' careers are made on those types of that exact scenario somebody in front of them goes down who's the next guy to go in and if you are prepared and you have what it takes then obviously that is what's going to kind of springboard your career I mean it, it is 
there's a ton of guys that were backups or, or I mean, think of Tom Brady was a backup, you know, mm-hmm. to Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe gets hurt and here we are, you know, seven Super Bowls. And, and you know, we're talking about him as the, you know, the greatest quarterback or one, potentially the greatest player of all time. And, and shoot, I mean, I, I think it's a mentality. You prepare yourself as if you're a starter before you ever even start a football game. And then once you become a starter, it's like, okay, I've been here before. Even though I haven't done it on the field, I've prepared myself for this moment. And now it's just a matter of going out and take advantage of that opportunity. Um, some guys have what it takes. Some guys don't. And, and usually the guys that don't are the ones that kind of fizzle out and you never really hear from them again. But um, you never want to wish an injury on anybody. But when it happens, the guy that's behind them has got to be ready to step up. And, and you know, the rest, I guess, from there is kind of history. How would you evaluate the performance that Marquez Callaway has had this season. I mean, especially finally getting a receiver over a hundred yards against the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like Marquez a whole lot. I mean, I, I enjoyed watching him play last year and, and I could tell that he was a guy that, that truly, truly belonged in, in the national football league. You, you know, there's, there's uh, certain evaluations that take place when you're talking about a young player, especially a, a young undrafted player that, that, you know, scouts, and, and every single other team kind of passed on, but a guy that was thrust in there through injuries and had opportunity and did nothing but make plays. Um, and then coming into this preseason, I mean, it was more the same. I mean, he looked like a guy that was getting ready to break out and potentially be, you know, a, a bona fide number one receiver if Michael wasn't going to be able to play this year. And things have been kind of slow throughout the year. It hasn't been quite so consistent for him now, I mean, playing with three different quarterbacks mm-hmm. is, a, is another thing that he's had to deal with. But, you know, he, he to me, there's no surprise that he's having the success that he has. You can tell he's a hard worker. You can tell he's a guy that has the confidence in himself to be able to go out there and make plays. And shoot, what, what a better um, scenario than for him to do it on, on Sunday night football against a divisional opponent and, and last year's Super Bowl champion. When you approach a game like that, I mean, how much do you think about the matchup? Obviously, the Bucs are somebody that we've played really well. You know, do you get more excited about playing certain teams or going against certain players? Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's, it's certain teams. I, I think it's uh, primetime games for sure are, are games that you kind of get yourself up for. Uh, but it's, it's a divisional opponent, and, and you realize – that, you know, that is the only game that's important at that moment. You know, you, you mm-hmm. can't really circle it on your calendar. I mean, I know, you know, us in the media, we like to talk about those yeah. types of things. Um, but the, the, the NFL season is so long. There's 17 games. There's 18 weeks. You, you have to honestly take it one week at a time, one opponent at a time. And then once you get into that week, it's literally one play at a time, one drive at a time. You know, I mean, you, you cannot think into the future about that. But, um, you know, Sunday night football playing against Tampa, Tom Brady, that vaunted offense um, and the defense that has been known to make a ton of plays and, and to go out there and, and um, beat them. I mean, that's that's uh, something that can kind of spring springboard you forward through the rest of the season. So you're telling me as a player, you're not thinking about the playoff race at this point. You're really just focused on Miami. Well, no, I, I think you, you can think about the playoff race. Okay, where are we right now? What do we need to do? But you can't worry about the things you can't control. You can't worry about the game in two weeks. You can't worry about 
what the Philadelphia Eagles are going to do the next couple of weeks. Like mm -hmm. you, you have to be kind of one track minded in, in that you're only concerned about preparing for the Dolphins. You, you can't be worried about the Eagles losing to, or the Eagles beating Washington or anything else yeah. that, that is outside of your control. Um, because then when, once you do that, you're kind of losing focus on the task at hand. And that task is let's beat Miami. Let's beat Miami. Let's be eight and seven. And then let's worry about uh, Carolina after that, because if you don't do that, you know, you can mess around and lose this game. And then you're really, really uh, looking at a, a tough situation to be able to maybe sneak into the playoffs. All right. Well, stepping back as a media member now, what is it going to take for this team to beat the Miami Dolphins? Well, yeah, Miami is one of the hottest teams in the National Football League. I, I believe they've won six games in a row um, and a team that was really kind of down and out early in the season, mm -hmm. you know, that that nobody was thinking could even be in this uh, situation. But they've done it with running the football and playing strong physical defense. I mean, that's that's something that that. Uh, coach Flores is, is kind of big on, obviously he's a defensive coach, but he understands what it takes when you don't have, um, I'm not going to say a good quarterback. I think two is a good young quarterback, but, but he's not a, a, a gun slinging, throw it around the yard 50 times a game type of guy. He's a guy that's going to manage the game for you, hopefully take care of the football and, and kind of thrive when they've got the, the run game working for them. Um, for us, stopping the run defensively, finding a way to get pressure on Tua and turning the ball over. I mean, that that obviously has kind of been my formula every single week, mm -hmm. um, get pressure on the quarterback, stop the run, and, and create turnovers. But, it, it, I mean, it just – it rings true every single week. And, and specifically this week because Tua's a guy that's been known to throw an interception or two. And I think, you know, with, with the way our defense is playing, this is going to be a perfect opportunity for them to not only get turnovers but potentially get some scores for our offense that we know needs it. Um, and offensively, first and foremost, taking care of the football. Taysom obviously did a great job of that last week. There was one throw that kind of got away from him that was a little bit scary late in the mm -hmm. game. They could have been picked off. Um, but, you know, that's that's got to be first and foremost, taking care of the football, um, obviously getting Alvin going. Um, not to say that they didn't want to get him going last week, but, but you know, nobody really on offense other than Marquez was really going. So get Alvin in the run game going. And then we got to continue to make big plays. We saw a few of them show up last week, but we need more. I mean, it's, it's been something that this offense has struggled with, um, you know, for the last 10 weeks or so. So, um, you know, we've got to be able to keep that going and improve that because if we do make it into the playoffs, I mean, we've got to, we can't be a, a one dimensional offense that only wants to run the football. We've got to be able to throw the ball down the field on the outside and make plays. You know Sean Payton really well, played for him, have worked around him, talked to him a lot still, I'm sure. The job that he's done throughout this season, particularly with the injuries and the up and downs that they've faced, the adversity early in the year with having to play away from home, how has he handled this? And where does it fall in kind of like a coaching job for him as far as like, is this the best coaching job he's done this year? Well, I think uh – this is absolutely the most he's had to deal with. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's, I mean, it just seems like when, when things are finally starting to get right, something else pops up. Mm -hmm. uh, but for this team to be in the position that it's in losing a quarterback, uh, not playing with your top offensive player, I mean, injuries galore, COVID issues, 
hurricanes, displacement. I mean, the list goes on. I mean, this is, I would say it's got to be up there, you know, with, with as great of a job as he did on the Super Bowl year. I mean, this, I mean, just, just being able to be in this position to potentially make the playoffs. And I'm sure as, as up and down as offense has been, as great as this defense has been, I'm sure there's not a lot of teams that will want to play us in the playoffs. So it's just a matter of getting into the playoffs at this point for me, you know, get in and then worry about who you play from there. But um, just an incredible job. And it's, it's not just Sean, it's, it's everybody in the building. Obviously he wasn't able to be there last week. So Pete Carmichael and Dennis Allen and all the other assistant coaches doing a great job of, of getting the guys ready um, mm-hmm. decision-making during the game and, and, you know, doing what Sean coaches them to do to, to make sure that we win the game. Uh, Mickey Loomis, everybody that, that, that has a, a part in making sure that the guys have everything that they need each and every week. Um, just an incredible job from everybody. And um, this season, I think, will will give the organization confidence going forward, um, you know, specifically once we, we get guys back as well as hopefully – um, we're able to draft and sign s- some more guys to come in as reinforcements. Um, it's really, I-, I think the future is, is extremely bright for this team. Um, we- we've got a-, a-, a ton of really, really good talent coming back after this season. So if we aren't able to make the playoffs and, and or if we are and it's short lived, um, I think great job by Sean, but definitely something to build for in the future. You mentioned confidence. How much confidence does it give you as a player knowing that you're playing for somebody that's as respected as coach Peyton is even, you know, Dennis Allen and Carmichael. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's, um, I was fortunate enough to, to play on some pretty good teams um, and, and some very, very well coached teams. Um, and, and I can't really even remember. I mean, my rookie year with Hazlitt, I think we were a well coached team. We were just dealing with so much. It was impossible mm-hmm. to win. But, but just knowing that, um, you know, you've got coaches that, that know what they're doing, that have been there before, um, it's really easy to go to work because they're, they're competent and you know that they know what they're doing and, and what they're, you know, saying and what they're preaching is stuff that works. Um, whereas I think there's some incompetent coaches around the National Football League, whether it be position or, or coordinators or even head coaches that as a fan, you kind of watch and you scratch your head, like, what are they doing? And then you think of it, I think of it as a, as a player, like, I wonder how this player is feeling in these moments when these kind of messed up situations arise and the coaches clearly aren't prepared for them or don't know what the heck they're doing. Um, Cause there are times when you can tell a coach is a little bit in over his head. And uh, I can only imagine, I mean, I, I, I know that our guys, don't feel that way. And, and like I said, it's really easy to show up for work every day, knowing that these guys are going to put us in the best position to make plays and to be successful. Yeah. We don't have to talk about Jacksonville on this podcast, but going back to, <laughs> going to Florida, another Florida, you were in at Tampa Bay for the game. I happened to notice that you were wearing a short suit. I guess that's what we're, <laughs> we're calling it. Right. <laughs> yep. You're going to, are you going to be there? here in the dome Monday night? Yeah, I'll be there Monday night. And uh, I, I do have, I think, a pretty nice follow-up suit. Um, it's not a short suit. We're back inside. And it's a little cooler in New Orleans than it is here in Tampa. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I actually thought about going green for this game because it's Christmas and or kind of okay. the Dolphins. 
Um, but I was like, ah, I don't, I don't really want to do too much. But if we make it to the playoffs, I will be bringing that green suit out because it needs to be shown on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's funny to me, you know, obviously as a female, you know, we have to think about all these things, but it's fascinating when, you know, guys really put a lot of thought into it too. And I mean, the suit games these days are pretty nice. I think that you pulled off the pants or the short suit. Not a lot of people. Yeah. Do. I mean, I, I think I did too. And it, it was something <laughs> that I kind of planned for. Like I've, I've seen the short look before and I think it looked good. And I'm like, I, I, I can do that. I think, I think, you know, and, and luckily I have um, one of my best friends is a stylist and does suits. And we kind of, you know, put this together several months ago and I just knew, I knew this would be the perfect opportunity. I just needed our guys to kind of handle the game. So I didn't look like a fool <laughs> on the sideline, you know, a guy in shorts, you know, New Orleans media, and, you know, the saints go and get whooped and then everybody's laughing at me. So um, they made me right. And, and, you know, I, I always feel like, you know, you look good, you play good. And that doesn't stop once you're done playing, you know, yeah. I look good. And then, and then I play good or play well on TV now. And that's, you know, it's just a little bit different, but in my mind, still the same mentality. And uh, I might not always sound great on TV, but I'm going to look great. That's for sure. <laughs> How much have you enjoyed doing this side of it? It's fun. It's fun. And, and for me, it's, it's uh, doubly fun because I'm working in New Orleans media. Um, you know, it it's feels like I'm home each and every time I get to travel for a game or come into the Dome. Um, you know, it's, it's not an every week thing, obviously, because we're not on primetime every single week. But um, for those five or six games that I've been able to come to this season, um, you know, it's, it's definitely been a joy. And, and the guys are like, man, we'd love to have you around for years to come, um, which in my mind is, is sounds good. Um, but, you know, if I get an opportunity somewhere else or maybe a little bit bigger, maybe national, um, I'll have to probably have to take that one up. But this, this for now is, is awesome. You know, the guys I work with, Fletcher and Sharif, and obviously Coach Mora are, are amazing and they really make the job fun um, and, and, you know, really easy for me to come along and travel during the holidays and be away from my family for a few days because it's, it's worth it. And it's, uh, you know, like I said, it just feels like home. Yeah, great group of guys. I always enjoy the coverage. Um, where can we watch what you do or follow you on social? Yeah, uh, on social, I'm at LanceMore16. Um, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, the the things that we do, the Saints on Six coverage is regional, kind of local New Orleans TV. So we're on six pregame and postgame. Um, and then for the fans that aren't living locally, a lot of the stuff you can find on the WDSU um, website or social channels. Um, but I don't think the live stuff is streamed yet. Um, they're not quite as advanced in that department yet, but uh, hopefully in the future, you know, people from, from everywhere. Cause even my family's like, well, where can we watch you? Yeah. And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know. Cause I don't think we're streaming the shows yet, uh, but definitely sometime in the near future, uh, people will be able to catch, catch us from all over the world. Great. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. It was fun talking to you and hopefully, you know, we get a win on Monday night. Merry Christmas. I know you might be away from your family, but hope you get to enjoy some time uh, celebrating holidays. Yes, for sure. Thank you for having me. And our boys will go ahead and take care of business and give us a late Christmas present on Monday. There you go. Thank you. 
Thanks to Lance for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast today. Great conversation from him. A few things before I let you go today. It's the last week to enter the keys to the Dome sweepstakes. The prize is two tickets for a year of events at the Caesars Superdome, so don't miss out. Head to NewOrleansSaints.com, Fan Zone, and Contest to enter. And then we will have a podcast this Friday, Christmas Eve. It will be with Greg Cody of the Miami Herald. He'll help us break down the Miami Dolphins and get ready for our matchup on Monday Night Football. Thanks so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. You can find this, as always, on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints app presented by Verizon or Apple iTunes. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Have a great day.